0: Well, good morning, it's great, really great to see you, and uh, if you are just back off your holiday, welcome back, and if you're looking forward to your holiday, you lucky things you, you're looking, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, if you're visiting us for the first time today as well, special welcome to you. So, um, no, hold on, that would be helpful if I just put that onto there. So we're going to um, continue in our series, "Sailor," which literally means, it's a term that you'll find in the Psalms, and it literally means um, to pause, stop, reflect. And uh, you'll find it again and again written in the Psalms. And uh, so we felt that over the summer period... You know, we, we look to get away, to relax, to, to, to get beside a pool or go away or go for a walk. You, you want to re- relax. But we also felt that we need to also rest and reflect in our souls. So the Sailor Series in the Psalms is really looking at, at reflecting, hearing God taking the summer opportunity of what we like to look after our bodies and look after our relationships is looking at our relationship with God again. And so that's what we've been doing over the few weeks. And uh, Pastor Andrew it spoke last week in the Psalms, looking at the f- fear and how to deal with fear, the fear factor, and how to deal with fear. Um, uh, Freddie was uh, looking at being still, the art of being still is it a forgotten art and how we do that. Um, I looked at uh, a of, about three or four weeks ago, uh, the, uh, the blessing of the presence of God. And so this morning, just for this morning and maybe next week, we're going to look at the 23rd Psalm, Psalm 23. So if you have a Bible, you might like to turn to it. And I'm just going to deal with, it's six verses, I'll read them. We're going to look at three verses this morning. And uh, that's where we're going to go. And um, the shepherd's way is what we're going to look at this morning. So Psalm 23, I'm reading from the New King James. might be slightly different from what you have, but just stay with me. And it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So this, we're going to look at three verses, and I'm going to take each verse, and that, that's the way we're sort of going to go this morning. But um, the first thing I, t- I want to say is this: it's, it's, it says, "The Lord is." It's in verse one. This, so if you look at verse one, "The Lord is my shepherd," and uh, this is a psalm written by a man called David, a king uh, of, of Israel, who had a very, very humble beginning in life as a shepherd in the east. When this, the time that this was written and in the era that this was written, in the East, the the, the sort of lowliest, the humblest job would have been the job of a shepherd. Uh, It would have been the lowliest job and usually given to the youngest member of the family. And you'll you'll see that. And it was always passed down to the next youngest, the next, the next, the next. And uh, David was a shepherd and he, he speaks, David who lived a life early life as a shepherd and was quite an expert as a shepherd, reflects and speaks of God as the great shepherd. And so what we have here is a shepherd looking at the great shepherd. David the shepherd looking at the great shepherd. If anyone could talk about shepherding, it would have been David, King David, and he was good at it, and he speaks about the great shepherd here. And he likens God, the Lord, as our shepherd. Now Jesus is referred to as the good shepherd, The great shepherd. He said, I am the shepherd. He's also the gate for the sheep pen. He's also the lamb that was slain for us. And so we can have this idea, although this is the Old Testament, we can now still look at this as God being our shepherd, Jesus being our shepherd in our lives. Now, in the East, a shepherd guides, cares, and protects. that's what a shepherd's role would have been, to guide the sheep to good pasture, to Make sure that they're fed, to care. Make sure that they, you know, that they're healed, they're they're fixed if they were to fall, uh, and to protect. Uh, that's something David was good at. He used his sling and to, to fend off bears and 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 tigers, lions rather, and bears and wolves and all sorts of, of, of animals. And so there's this idea of, of this idea of shepherd, um, and and also an eastern shepherd lived among the sheep. It, it, it was a it was a role you didn't you didn't get in your in your tractor or your, your, your buggy or your four-by-four four and chase off the sheep. You, you actually lived and walked amongst them at that time. He would have actually ate, slept, lived where the sheep were. It's a, an amazing picture. That's that of, a, of a, an Eastern shepherd, didn't, didn't retreat into a farm, but actually slept where they were sleeping uh, to, so he could protect them, so he could be amongst them. And so you, you, you had to be tough. It was a lowly job, but had to be a, it was tough. You lived outside. You know, there was wild animals. It was a tough life. You had to be, you had to be quite a strong type of person. And, uh, and this is what uh, that David, David would have done. And there's this picture of the, the sheep, the shepherd amongst the sheep. And so he was very personal. He would know the sheep. A shepherd would, could tell which sheep was sheep. Which sheep was sheep. Yeah, whatever. Could actually tell what, whatever the sheep were. Don't know whether he gave them names. But he he could, and and it's interesting that God is our shepherd. He knows you by name. We are His sheep of His pasture. He cares about you, and He cares about I. And so, you know, um, yeah. So there's this idea. So and he, so David says, God is my shepherd, but He's also your shepherd. Very personal. That word, my. He's yours. Isn't that amazing? He's yours. He's your carer, your guide, your protector. He's personal. He wants to live amongst your life. He would lay where you are to look over your life, just like the shepherd in the east would do for their the, the sheep. And, uh, and so this, this psalm, as he sets out, the Lord is my shepherd. This psalm, you, you'll often go, you, if you go to a funeral, you'll, this psalm is either read or it's sung. On many a time, this is a, a beautiful psalm that, over the centuries, has brought great solace and encouragement to those who are bereaved or facing challenging times in life. And you'll find it, you know, often read or recited or sung. But but it's not just for those moments of uh, when life we're fleeing, this we're we're moving from this this earth into the heavens, uh, when we're we're leaving this earth, when when we die. This this is a psalm for life not just death. Now this gives great consolation during those moments of bereavement, but this is a psalm of life and it's about a way It's about following a way, the shepherd's way. In the east, a shepherd would walk at the front and the sheep would then follow. And so it's interesting that the psalm that we're reading has brought great consolation to the point of moments of of life and death. But this is, I would like you to think about this wider, not just for those moments, but as a psalm for life, a way, a way of life. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And the shepherd leads us in the way. That's why I chose a, a picture up on screen of a, a pathway through a wilderness, as it were. And uh, so the psalm that we're about to look at over, over these next few moments, it really deals with a way of life. And is just as right for you and I today. It's amazing. And there's some beautiful things that we can discover for this way to follow the Jesus's way, and Jesus has a way to live, and He says there is a, a way to live, and there's a pathway to follow. Uh, the Shepherd's way. That's why I've called it the Shepherd's way. There's a path for life, and a path to life, and this is what the 23rd Psalm is about, actually. It's quite amazing when you look at it this way. And this, is, this is why it was given. This is why it was inspired to help us in our walk, in our lives and in our path navigating life, to navigate life. And so this is the way. And it's, it's not just a path and it's not just principles, but it's a person, Jesus. And so we don't just follow a path, a way, a pathway, but Jesus is the way. And so when we know the person, we're able to walk the path. Uh, when we know Jesus the way, we're able to live the way. And sometimes as Christians, we struggle. We say, I can't live this life. I can't do this. Uh, I, you know, I, this is too difficult in marriage. Or, or and, and there are challenge. There's the path, there's the principles for life. But if you know the person, the shepherd, my shepherd, if you know the shepherd, you follow the shepherd, you know the person, you know Jesus, you have a relationship with Jesus, then you can follow him. In his way. And that's what this is about. It's not just about paths and principles, but it's about the shepherd and knowing him and having a relationship with Jesus Christ. We always come back to that again and again and again. And so our faith is not in the path itself, but the person who leads us on the path, the shepherd. Isn't it amazing? The Lord is my shepherd. And so I'll say that again because it's so important. Our faith is not in the path itself, the way per se, but the person who leads us along it, who leads us on the way in Jesus. And this is a beautiful way. And what we're gonna look at now in these next moments is an amazing way, and it's the way of the shepherd. We get to know Jesus, the great shepherd. And he says, says, the Lord is my shepherd in verse one, I shall not want. The word there literally means uh, to be in want. I shall not be in want if I know the shepherd. If I follow the shepherd, if I know Jesus and I follow Jesus and I relate with Jesus and I walk with Jesus, then I'll not be in want. The word literally means to not be in lack, to lack nothing. It literally means to not be in lack, lack hope, lack strength, lack his presence, lack peace. Amazing. When we know the shepherd, when we follow his way, and we know the one of the way, and we follow the way, then we will find a place where we will not be in lack for anything. That's incredible. People people will spend a lot of money for a life coach to help them crack life, to, to, to get life, to do this life. It's incredible. But to know Jesus along the way... We'll lack absolutely nothing. There'll be no lack of guidance, no lack of care, no lack of protection, no lack of hope, no lack of peace in our hearts and lives. We'll be in a place, a place of hope, a place of peace, a place of his presence. And this is what, and so the first verse really encapsulates the rest of the verses that we're now gonna look at. So in verse two, so there's three things. Uh, so by way of introduction, three things. Uh, verse 2 says, I, I will say this, I shall not be in want of, for rest. Look at this. It says there in verse 2, the first part of verse 2, he makes me to lie down in green pasture. See, when you know the one of the way and you're following him, relating to him, it says we will not be in any lack, we shall not want for rest. There'll be no lack of rest. we we'll are not being in any lack of rest. When we follow him, it says, it says there, he says there, it says there, "He makes us to lie down in green pastures." The, the picture there um, I mean, that's hard to find in the East, um, green pastures, to navigate, find a place. To, I, I meet lots of people that say, "Well, I'm just not happy with my life." I meet lots of Christians like that. You can meet successful people success with, whatever that means. And uh, I'm not at a place. I'm not at that place. It's to be at a place, the place that God has for you, to be in the right place, the right moment, the right time, to be at that, it's to a place of rest. And it's. And he it says, you lead us, God leads us, the shepherd, Jesus leads us to the right, a place of rest. The, the, the green pasture says, that I will lie down in green pastures a, it's, it's, it's a picture of a place of rest, um, a place where you don't have to strive, a place where you find peace. Today, I meet. there's there is a lot of striving in life today, to be better, to be more productive, to be faster, to be leaner, to look prettier, to, to you know, to, to, to be fitter, um, to, you know, to, 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 to have this, to have that, to have the best, the latest, Um, to be a better person, a better you. There's always, be a better you. There is is a lot, there is a real sense of strife, striving, treadmill, as it were, in life. Even amongst Christians, I find. Amongst pastors, in local church, there is a real uh, sense of of striving. And this is a place of finding your place in God. Being at peace with who you are and in God. It's a beautiful place place of rest. It means to be at peace, at peace with yourself and at peace with, you find peace with self when we're at peace with God. Don't leave our rest. You know, it says they've now gone to their resting place when we leave this earth. Don't wait for that moment. You can find a resting place right here, right now, alive, alive, a place of rest. It's beautiful if you follow the shepherd give your life to Jesus, relate to Jesus, go to where he takes you in your heart and in your life, in our relationships, in our finance, the decisions that we make, the places that we will go. Oh, if we, he would lead us to a place where we may lay down. We lay our lives down and God picks us up. Isn't that incredible? When you lay your life down for God, he'll pick you up. We think I've got to lose. I lose this. I lose my, my prestige. You know, I lose the honor. I lose. I. I you know. When we lay our lives down, God will pick you up. How beautiful is this? He takes us to a place where you may lay down. A place where we do not strive. It's not pie in the sky. It's the place of His presence. It's achievable by following the shepherd, and it's what the shepherd. Gives us, this is what David says, a place of peace. The peace of God isn't just a bit of peace and quiet, but in the midst of a storm, you know that you know you're going to be okay. That's peace. Even when you're in a storm, when all around you life is raging and you're in a place that is not the best place or a good place, you can know peace. It's the presence of God in the midst of that that you know that you know you're going to come through. I'm okay. There is a place of rest. I don't know about you, but I want that for my life. I want to follow the shepherd. I encourage you today lay hold of this if you're listening somebody will be listening to these these uh, well we hope and pray that people listen to these podcasts at some point maybe on a beach or around a pool then follow the shepherd give our lives to the shepherd it'll be a place of a place of rest a place of peace second the second thing that we that we see and it's in the second part of verse 2 i shall not want for refreshment if we shall not want for rest we have this promise, we shall not want for being refreshed. It says there in verse two, the second part of verse two, he makes me lie down in green pastures, there's rest. He leads me beside still waters, still waters. The, the picture there is in the east. Again, it's a dry country, It's a barren, it could be barren in, 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 the, in, the, in the heat. It's very dry in the heat to find water, Uh, It speaks of being thirst, uh, refreshed, refreshment. And it says he leads us beside the shepherd finds. You know, in the east, it would be hard to find still pools, particularly in the summer. It's not a place without water, but it would be hard. And so the skill of the shepherd is in finding the water. That's the great skill. And... um, one Bible commentator that I read said that in the, in the east, um, still pools were very hard to come by. Um, uh, but, um, you, you know, you could come by a brook. Uh, but sheep, are e- he said this, sheep are easily spooked. So the noise of the water going down, babbling on a brook, can easily spook sheep. So it's interesting, the psalmist says he finds still pools. God looks for a place where in life... We, we are refreshed in heart, soul, body, and spirit. Jesus said this in John 7, 37. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. How beautiful is that in John seven thirty seven, The shepherd leads us to a place of refreshment. The shepherd is the refreshment. John seven thirty seven. let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Uh, I don't know about you, but over time, I get dry as a Christian. I wouldn't be surprised if in this auditorium there's some dry Christians. I, I mean spiritually dry. I don't say that judgmentally. That's a fact. That, that happens in life, in the, in the journey of life, through the barren times of life. It's interesting. We're always being encouraged, aren't we, to hydrate? They say in the modern era, in the modern era, a lot of people are underhydrated, and so there's this whole push on hydrate. You know, drink water. You know, get a bottle of water, keep it with you, drink two liters a day, whatever it is you've got to do. You know, uh, and it's interesting. In the modern era, we 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 probably don't drink enough, uh, and uh, you'll see people really going to town on that. Uh, I, drinking of the spirit drinking of Jesus, it could be said that in the modern era amongst Christians, we could be spiritually dehydrated. There is a danger. There's a danger. And this is a beautiful verse. It says, he leads me beside still waters. Jesus says, if anyone is thirsty, come to me and drink. You know, you may feel that you don't have much left in your spiritual tank. You might feel that, 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 that you know, the, the pace of life, the challenges that you've had, the upsets, the worry, the sickness, I don't know what it might be, but that you're running on a near empty tank. The good news is that the shepherd will lead you by good waters so that you can take your fill. And Jesus says, if anyone is thirsty, come to, not, come to him, come to me and drink. You'll be satisfied. Oh, my word. Do you need spiritually refreshing today? Spiritually. A fresh renewal of the Holy Spirit in your heart and mind and soul. Do you? I know that with myself, that's constant need. And so for you and I, and so the great shepherd says, leads us to places. Don't run on empty. It's dangerous because at some point... Your Christian life gives out. Just as you get that, I've said this many a time, I'm, ter- I'm a terrible one uh, uh, in, when I'm driving, to get the, you know, you get the red warning light, goes ding, and it normally says you've got, I think, how many miles, 50 miles, that's all right. I've got another 50. And I'll run around a little bit. And then you get caught in one of those traffic jams in Long Eaton. They're all everywhere, aren't they? They're everywhere all the time. They're always digging up the roads, aren't they? You get caught out. You can run on near empty and think that you can as a Christian, and then something happens in life where you haven't got enough to carry you through. I know God is enough. God is more than enough. We know that. That's absolutely true. But the spirit that we must come to Jesus and drink of his presence and drink of the Holy Spirit, let the Holy Spirit have his way in our hearts and in our lives. And, and, and finally, uh, the third thing is, I shall not want of restoration. I shall not want of rest. I shall not be in want or lack of refreshment. So no lack of rest. How about this? No lack of rest, no lack of refreshment. And no lack of restoration. My uh, final point, yeah. Uh, my soul. He uh, says there in, in verse three, which is what we're going to look at just for this morning, uh, the next verses, next time. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He restores my soul. The thing about sheep... <laughs> Is they can stray. <laughs> we, we can stray, can't we? That's the thing about sheep. It's the thing about lots of animals, but there is a thing with sheep. You, know, you could say that about a lot of animals. You, know, you get a stray dog, stray cat. I get, I get that, I get that. But just stay with the analogy just for a moment. The thing about sheep is they, we can, they can stray. We are the sheep. We can stray. We can wander a little bit. We can wander about. We can wander away from God. We can wander from this project to that project. Um, we could wander in, if we don't watch it, we can wander about in life. We like to do our own thing. And then we follow others. Someone else does this. I say, oh, you should be doing that. You should be going there. You should be going there. You should be going to that church. You should be following this thing. There's a thing, isn't there? Uh, 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 we can stray. Uh, but, but we, but we can stray. But I tell you what, the good news is you can be restored. Isn't that amazing? The good news is, yes, I can stray, but you can be and I can be restored. How good is that? And there's a thing about human nature. I can take my eye off the ball. I, I can lose concentration. Uh, as a Christian, I can sort of get oh, deflated and sort of and wander about. But the great news is that God calls us back. He woos us, draws us, loves you and wants to restore what relationship with you and he with you and you with him. And this is what this verse is about. He restores my soul. He restoreth my soul says in the King James. It's about restore relationship with the person of Jesus. And uh, he, he he you know we do that through realizing God forgive me. You need a realization this morning. If you've been doing your own thing, your own way, or you've been wandering as a Christian, or you're finding you're off pace, you know, we're called to keep in step with the Spirit. We can, want, we, we can be out of step. We're encouraged in Galatians to keep in step, so we need to be restored in our step, restored in our relationship with Jesus Christ. And we do that by realisation. Lord, forgive me, I've been out of step. I've been far from you. I've been doing my own thing. I've not lived for you, God realization, and, 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 then, and then it's repent, I want to give my life afresh to you, I want my life to be turned around, the word repent literally means to be turned around, turned away from you going and me going my way, and around to, for God, to follow God's way, that's what the word repent literally means, it means a, a, a complete turnaround, and so I say I give you my life, so you can have a complete turnaround in your life, From living your way, the world's way, to God's way. How good is that? Realisation and repent by, Lord, forgive me. I give my life to you. And then what happens is you'll have restoration. Jesus welcomes us, forgives us, and draws us back to himself. Realisation, repentance brings restoration. And the last part of that, verse 3, it goes on to say, from that restoration, it says there uh, he leads me he restores my soul and leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake you'll get guidance you'll get guidance you'll be able to follow the path when you have restoration with the person of Jesus the path seems to open up I know lots of people say which is the way to go what's the direction I should take what about this in my life get Jesus you get everything that when you know the person, he restores my soul. Do you know, please don't just take it for my word. Look at what the text says, it says there. It says he restores my soul, restores a relationship with God, restores a relationship with the shepherd. And then it goes on to say, um, he, he then leads me in paths of righteousness. And so when we get right with the person, the path opens up. Your job, marriage, life, home, relationship it begins to become clear to us. The way becomes clear. The the path, the the way to take in our hearts and in our lives. Maybe you're here today and you're at a place. If the musicians could come back, we'll conclude there. So thank you so much. But just to say as we conclude, um, maybe you're in a place where you need rest. Not to strive to know peace to get off the treadmill and trust God with your life. Maybe we're in a place of need of refreshment. You're dry. You've not got much in the spiritual tank. Come to Jesus. All you are thirsty, and he will give us a drink. Maybe we're in a place where we need restoration. My relationship isn't what it should be. My relationship with Jesus, my relationship with the Holy Spirit, with the Father, they're not what they should be. Lord, forgive me. I give you my heart. I give you my life. I give you my soul. Shall we pray together? Oh, great shepherd of my soul, Jesus, we love you. You are the good shepherd, the great shepherd. You're the lamb who was slain for the world. You take away the sin of the world. You take away my sin. You restore my soul. You give me rest. You refresh my heart. And this morning, Father God, We come before you, bringing our lives afresh to you, opening up our hearts, opening up our minds and saying, Jesus, take my life. Take my marriage. Take my home. Take my children. I give you my relationships. Forgive me for living for me without you, Father. I realise that my relationship isn't what it used to be, isn't what it should be. And so I come and open up my heart and say, forgive me. Bring about a U-turn, an about turnaround in my life, that I might line up my heart with your heart, that you will draw me close to you, that you will draw close to me. Your spirit will fill me afresh. Oh, Father, the pathway opens up. Oh, precious Jesus, Master of my soul, Come and have your way. By the power of your Holy Spirit here amongst us and in us and through us, in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Let's stand together, shall we, as we conclude. We sing together. If there's anyone here this morning that would like us to pray, pray for healing, physical healing, pray for restoration, Pray for rest. Pray for refreshing of your soul. Then, if you want to come here near the front here, Andrew, myself, one or two of us, we just love to pray while we worship. Let's not pa- let the moment pass by. We have a few moments. So, please don't think or worry about the second half of the football. All right, 12 o'clock. That's 12 o'clock. You've got plenty of time. Don't worry about all that stuff. You know, let's, let's take this moment to restore, to renew, to refresh. Should we do that? A few moments, drawing a sign, coming to Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus, we love you. Holy Spirit, come and have your way. Fill us, touch hearts. I pray for people for the first time. I pray for those that have been far off, strayed. Now will you call them back? pray Jesus this morning for prodigals those that were straying not just young prodigals but there are older prodigals and they might not be here this morning they might not be at a church but we pray for a a restoration a spirit of restoration pray for relationships between people friendships that used to be that have been broken and and have fallen aside I pray for restoration pray for marriage relationships Husband-wise, restoration, restoration of children, mothers and fathers, sons and daughters. Restoration of our relationship with Father God. Oh, Jesus, a spirit of restoration to be loose like a river, not only in us and amongst us here this morning, but out from this place, touching the hearts of anyone that listens to what we're sharing here right now, but also those that even can't listen those that are not listening, we pray Father, have mercy on their soul touch their lives, draw them back to you with your love, by the power of grace, merciful great shepherd, you go a long, long way to look out for the one, you'll leave the 99 to look out for the one look out for the one, look out for the one Jesus we pray in your mighty name we ask Amen the kids.